0: This is the ARM Subject Matter Expert podcast, hosted by Justin Poulin. Tune in every month as we speak with industry experts to highlight success stories and solutions from the field that advance the healthcare supply chain. And now, Justin Poulin with this month's expert.
1: This is Justin Pullen from Power Supply, live again at Arm 23 in Orlando, speaking with Andre Armanca, and we've spoken to a lot of people from YPAC, or the Young Professionals Advisory Council with Arm, so I'm going to welcome yet another one, Andre, and what a strong group YPAC is. You are also an Interim Director of Procurement at Auctioner Health, and Andre Really excited to have you on. I know you did a learning lab today. We're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, But how's the
0: conference going so far? It's been great. I think today was kind of a landmark for me when it came to kind of my professional goals. I set out a goal to kind of branch out of my shell and embrace public speaking. And today was my first day where I had a solo presentation. And it was was kind of nice because the whole story is that I, I wanted to do a conference. And, you know, it was leading up. The deadline for ARM was kind of the end of December. And I went back home, was staying with my family, and then I saw the opportunities, like, well, the deadline's closing. So I spent two whole nights 24-7, just trying to type up an abstract to see if I can get it submitted, because I knew for 2023, I really wanted to be here and have a platform to share my kind of experience and expertise. So, But also, thank you for the opportunity for allowing me to be on this podcast today.
1: A lot of firsts at this event for you, right? <laughs> first podcast, first public speaking. Uh, you sound like a natural already. I know we're only five minutes in, but you've got good presence. And, you know, a learning lab is kind of interesting, too, because it's not just a presentation, right? It's engaging with everybody who is in the learning lab. What was that experience like? And what were you educating on today?
0: So my topic for today was called Redefining Procurement, a Strategic Approach to Purchasing Optimization and Talent Development. So the kind of the core essence of my presentation was kind of help provide a general background of what we are seeing in healthcare, and then also supply chain and kind of the intersection of two. Of the two. And then using that, kind of leveraging how can we go forward knowing that there's increasing pressures on the expectations put onto what used to be formally recognized as a transactional function and transforming it for tomorrow to become strategic.
1: So many conversations I've had lately, including with Susie Collins on some videos that we did for power supply, just about how the role of the buyer has changed and the expectations. Even coming in at entry level, it's a completely different level of experience or at least capability and analytical skill than there used to be. And also, you know, how do we want people coming into the organization spending their time, right? And so I'm assuming that you addressed a number of those things in the learning lab. And I also, just in case anybody wants to reach out to you, maybe they didn't attend ARM 23 and they want to hear more about your learning lab and and they want to go to the website for ARM or reach out to you directly. You have an awesome story that needs to be told at some point about how you found supply chain and how. This became your career. But tell me how you discovered or how you began to see or read between the tea leaves, so to speak, on the role of the buyer changing. Is it something that you said my organization needs this role to change? Or was it kind of already happening and you were adapting to it?
0: I think it was in the process that it was happening and then COVID happened. And as a reality, it was can we get the right right product at the right price at the right time at that point to ensure that we can continue taking care of our patients and providing services for our facilities? You look at the decrease of the patient census with COVID. Across our health systems, you're starting to see more elective procedures coming back onto the market, and that's when everything, I think, started resuming. I think it was also a right time, right place for me because I was just finishing up my administrative fellowship in supply chain at Oshner, and I was offered a procurement manager role, system procurement manager role. And ultimately, one of the first things I've done was kind of develop a framework of how do I really structure the work that we do across the year? And how do we make it in the most efficient way where there's not as much rework and we can really understand the fundamentals? Obviously, that comes with an understanding of where are you today? Where do we need to go? And where and then keeping in perspective, what is happening tomorrow? And, you know, tomorrow can be a year from now, five years, 10 years. And you have to be ready for that. Because I think across industries, we're really seeing a kind of a shift into all the technology that's kind of exploding, right? It's a huge innovation blow up where there's just more and more companies coming out trying to provide a very niche market. And how can you leverage that effectively? And what what makes the most sense?
1: That really does require more of the buyer. And even then, I think... What you were describing is like how do you even know what your organization's baseline is right like and you can assess that on so many different levels it can be you know from a human resources perspective what are the capabilities of our team members to even adopt certain technologies what technologies do we already have i really love what you said about avoiding the rework because that is the true killer right now that level of inefficiency especially when we look at workforce shortages and challenges and hiring and then all of a sudden we're really raising the level or the bar and the skill set that we need, right so how do you even assess where you are and begin
0: to build that roadmap so this relates to my presentation perfectly because we really look at what does that roadmap look like so the phase one phase zero of it is called the procurement infrastructure what do you have in place today that's being measured right and then you move on to the phase one, which is really looking at the governance structure and that's where you kind of iron out those details of like, maybe this is what we should start tracking and do we have the capability to track this and kind of understand what other metrics are out there utilizing the resources available through ARM, such as the KPIs, but also looking across industries. Because I think what we can always look from healthcare perspective is what are the other industries doing? Because we're a very niche market and we're very complex because of the sensitivity that we deal with, we deal with people's lives. So let me ask you a question on the governance,
1: right? Because, you know, you and I prepared for this a couple of days before the conference. And some examples of governance were like policies, your staffing, your technology. And we kind of just like hit on that again. But I want to go to policies when you start to do that assessment, how much do you start looking at policies and trying to rework policies? Or how much does that actually get in the way of moving forward with the roadmap? Do you put a pin in it and say, we should revisit those policies after we, you know, get through this project and this objective? How do you manage that? Because I've seen a lot of people tackle certain projects and they want to start with that framework and they start blowing up policies and I can see them get lost in that sometimes.
0: Yeah. So I think it's always understanding where you're trying to go, right? Keeping the future in perspective, that will guide where you need to go today. So with within my presentation, I really talk about Ochsner's health experience when we redistributed we our PO volume, helping further centralize our purchasing department, but also looking at category alignment amongst our service lines, right? Giving the buyer the specialty and I think it alludes to the topic of transforming the buyer for tomorrow. And so when you look at this and you're looking at the future and where your current state is, the policies really help because they they kind of funnel that activity, right? If you're looking at the purchase order volume, whatever is set forth in the policy, that's going to fluctuate your purchase order volume. And so that's why there's the foundational understanding of where you are today and where you're trying to get tomorrow, and then you can kind of see that what are the larger fl- frameworks that can really influence that. And so, when you if you were to reevaluate your purchasing policy, right, your PO policy, what goes on a PO, what doesn't go on a PO, what should be check requests, credit card, etc. You really look at where is value going to be brought by tracking the spent, right? All ultimately, procurement sets the foundation for our our leverage and our purchasing power. You capture all the analytics, you capture your transaction history. Of course, I have to say, you have to be mindful of transaction history versus utilization, because there's always going to be a gap between of that because of consumer behavior. But you really have to leverage the resources and focus everything in those value added buckets, right? I would rather capture medical supplies versus floral services for 47 hospital health system. Because at the end of the day, we're gonna put more energy and effort into the medical supplies versus the floral services or the aquarium services. So having that understanding of where is the value add? Because when you're a large organization or you know, and we're we're constantly facing FTE struggles and labor efficiency. And, you know, the way we're going with into healthcare right now is workforce planning versus workforce management. The distinction between the two is the t- talent pipeline, working with what you have and then working with having an incoming steady stream of talent. Mm -hmm. So you were
1: talking about, you know, the buyer for tomorrow, I think is what you said just a few moments ago. How do we transform those roles, you know, as we bring in automation? And also, if it's something that they haven't learned before, how do we role model what that looks like when there may not even be somebody else that's doing that yet in the organization?
0: Yeah. So it's a multi-pronged approach, right? So as, as I kind of mentioned, like there's, we're starting to see a workforce planning versus workforce management model where the fundamental difference is workforce management. You have a ta- talent pipeline coming in, a steady talent pipeline. And then workforce planning is leveraging the resources you currently have and helping them transform for tomorrow. And that's where that really helping develop the buyer. So in part, as being a leader, you have to step in, provide the resources to help transform everybody and Upgrade their skill sets, but also you, there's a lot of change management aspect with it because it's hard to change, help shift procurement from a transactional to strategic function because there's a lot of experience. My whole group has been at my organization for roughly out of 35 people. The average tenure has been 30, 20 to 30 years. So helping them facilitate that, it's okay to lose control of the transactional functions. I mean, there's not a lot of value added when you have to manually release a inventory or non stock PO, right? It's built out in the item master. Most ninety percent of the time it has a contract associated with it. So we're protected from a legal liability and we have firm pricing and we are ensuring that we did our due diligence on the front end. But how can we help them prioritize and shift onto more of a the what an exception management perspective where we're they're really focusing on the things that pose risk to our health system. Right. This should have been this price,
1: or we should have built this. How come we did it? Or what happened there, right? So there, is there a way to alert them for flags so that they can gain confidence as you're going through that change management?
0: Yeah, and it's basically training them how to be okay with letting the process run, right? I think pre- procurement's getting into a place where it can be a seamless transaction if it's built out within your system. But then the buyer really comes in and helps prioritize on looking exception management, right? Leveraging the technology, because we have so much technology out there. You know, you have your EDI vendors, you have your ERP. There's ways to capture that, hey, this is an exception within your system. You need to prioritize that because that's going to cause issues that can go all the way down to the patient level. And once that happens, you have clinicians who are raising concerns. And at the end of the day, my personal belief is that I want the clinicians to not worry about the supplies and services. Let us be the ones who facilitate that for them. So the more you focus on exception management, the more you're removing
1: the issues, the concerns, and the problems for the clinicians so that you can gain that buy-in and that confidence in your team?
0: Absolutely. And I think another part of it is really looking at the request for re-education, just re-educating them on the variety of uh, initiatives that we have, right? At Oshner, especially in our procurement department, We do one or one procurement, but at large, one or one supply chain. We're spread across from North Louisiana all the way to Florida, and we continue to have a geographical footprint expansion. So it's just inevitable that we need to have everyone be on the same page when it comes to our supplies and services.
1: All right, everybody. Well, if you missed us here at ARM23, you missed a great learning lab with Andre Armanca Andre, you did a phenomenal job, and I know you're actively involved, as I talked about at the beginning, in YPAC. I love the work that the Young Professionals Advisory Council is doing. You are the Interim Director of Procurement at Oshner Health, so interim indicates maybe big things on the horizon for you, so congratulations on that and all the great work. But honestly, I I can't tell you how important I think this conversation is around transforming the role of the buyer. And, you know, you said it right at the end, the impact on the clinicians and the patient and the patient care, leveraging the technology that we are just continuing to bring into these to our organizations, because honestly, we are having a hard time with the talent pipeline. And so technology is going to have to augment how we operate and this is a, a big step forward. So can people reach out to you if they wanna learn more about
0: your philosophies and your concepts as you laid out in the learning lab? Absolutely, more than happy to help and have that dialogue with fellow practitioners. I think what supply chain is at the end of the day is one large community, especially when you look at healthcare supply chain because we understand the the triumphs and shortfalls that we face day to day on a daily basis. It's not a solo endeavor, right? we're here for each other, we're here for our clinicians, and ultimately, we do what we do for the patient and the community. All right, Andre, awesome job
1: today. And I know a couple of firsts for you, first live presentation, first learning lab, first podcast, but you got great energy. And, you know, one of these days we're gonna have to tell your story about how you got into supply chain. It's a great story for everybody out there. So if you do get a chance to meet Andre, you got to ask him about it. And that's going to wrap up this Arm SME podcast interview live here at Arm 23 in Orlando. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the ARM Subject Matter Expert Podcast. For additional resources, visit our website at ARM.org. That's A H R M M.org. Tune in next month for another edition of the ARM Subject Matter Expert Podcast.